I'm Femi, and this is Miss Radio, welcoming you misfits to the show. In this episode, I am talking with our fellow artists on the panel, Yolanda, Katria, Maya, and Ian, about the upcoming virtual art show in December, hosted by the Miss Arts Club. And what a perfect timing to have this conversation around Thanksgiving, giving thanks to Indigenous people on this day by remembering and radically reimagining the legacy of the original inhabitants of this land, because reimagining is art. Now, the event theme exploring our cultural identities inspired that conversation today, and I must say, it was insightful. So whether you are a sculptor, spoken words artist, guitar player, watercoloring guru, or a visionary with a pencil, board, and a big imagination, you don't want to miss this conversation, because really, there are no boundaries with art. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the show. Here's my conversation with today's panelists. Radio. I am your host, Femi. I'm super excited to have each of you on the show. We are going to talk about everything art, Miss Art Club, the virtual art show. What does it even mean to be an artist? And I am so excited to hear each of your individual perspectives. So to start things off, I really want to give y'all the opportunity to just really talk about Miss Art Club. Um, because this is a very new art uh, student club that exists on campus. And so, Katria, Maya, can you give us some perspective on what that is so that students can know more about it and get involved if they want to? I guess a little bit of the background story. Carolyn Meyer, she's on the Institute Committee for um, Art in Public Places at, at MISS. And I had an advising session with her and we were talking about um, my art background and my paintings and um, that led to a conversation about the art committee on campus. And I mean, who knew? I think for me, that was news. And every time I tell somebody, I feel like that's always news to them too. Like what, we have an art committee? Um, so yes, we do. And um, she invited me to come to the meeting. Um, and from there, we were just talking about how we get student engagement and felt like starting an arts club on campus was the best way to do that. So um put the word out and Maya was so wonderful to join me as club leadership and get it started and here we are. So, I mean, our club mission essentially is that we're just trying to promote arts and creative expression throughout the MISS community. Um, it's something that I think that anybody can benefit, like everybody can benefit from and something that maybe has been a little bit lacking on our campus, but 
it's definitely there. You just kind of have to pull it out of the woodworks. And that's kind of our goal with this club, I think. Yeah, that's real. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you started it because when you posted it, I was like, oh, yes, there's, uh, there's an arts club on campus. I get to be involved. I get to do some theater stuff. And so that's that's really dope that you're bringing that to the community. Um, I, I want to know, like, when you say creative expression, what is that? Because a lot of people have an idea of what art is. And I think the most visible feature of it tends to be things like poetry and performative art um, or anything around music or anything visual, but it's just a lot of depth there. What do you mean by creative expression? What does it mean to be an artist? Or when we say art, what encompasses it? Yeah, I think one of the goals, at least for the club, is to, it's not just for people who draw or paint. Like, both Katri and I have backgrounds in visual art. Mm-hmm. I have a background in musical theater as well. And I think when we get to grad school and we're, you know, we're in it and we're doing it and we're doing great, but we also need that creative outlet. And we're not just IEM professionals. We're not just NPA professionals. You can be a creative artist um, and do those things in addition to those things. So I think that's one of the main focuses of the clubs, the um, virtual art show is to kind of have that moment where you're like, I'm a grad grad student, but I also enjoy playing the guitar. Why not showcase what I can do a little bit? Also, it's cute on your resume, so. (laughs) I like that, cute on your resume. (laughs) You're always thinking about what's cute on the resume. Um, So this Miss Arts show that's coming up next month, I want you to tell us more about what that is and why that's important for students to be involved. So like Maya was saying, um, you know, once we all start on this grad school journey, um, I know I personally felt that a lot of just being really out of touch with being able to um, like tap into my creative things and like all like the other artistic things that I'd been involved with in the past. And I feel like that kind of just all went on the, um, I don't know, just got thrown off to the side while it's like, okay, let me focus. on all of my professional and academic endeavors. And um, I think that when you have a little bit of encouragement or when you have um, the platform or like just a little bit of facilitation behind giving you like the time or the space, then a lot of people are often encouraged to um, get more engaged with doing artistic things. And it's like, like it kind of talks back to what you're asking, like what does it mean to be creative? What does creative expression mean? And I think that can be interpreted so many different ways by so many different people. But um, it's like, what are you, like, if you're making something or if you're just doing something, if it's the act of something, like what is it that works for you that makes you feel centered or that gives you peace or what makes you feel like you can really express like the true you and like yourself. And I, I think art, art in so many different ways can do that for people. So, um, we want to be able to bring the show I did essentially is we want to bring people together and share the different arts and different like types of expressions that we carry around and that maybe we don't share with one another, especially within the Miss community in our academic lives and um, sharing and that joy together and sharing and um, all the different ways that we can express ourselves. Right. And I would love to like invite 
the other panelists, Ian, Angela, Yolanda. So we have this virtual art show that is coming to us, to our community, put on by the Miss Arts Club um, next month. And the theme is exploring cultural identities. So Katria, you talked about finding joy in art in this very communal way. And art has always been an intimate practice between communities, between people, um, and always been in person. Technology is this new phenomena that's happening in the past decade and even way before that, a little before that. But now with the pandemic, everything being virtual, we no longer have that human connection, at least in person. And so I'm curious to hear from everyone on the panel, how do you plan on maintaining that human connection? I just want, like, what you said now, it just reminds me of like, I mean, the way I described it previously is like, yeah, it's joy and it's expression, but it's also, it gives you, it's an opportunity to get your voice out there. We want to bring our voices together. And I think that art can be very therapeutic too. It can be a way for you to process things. Um, I will be submitting later today <laughs> um, <laughs> a visionary board. And so I hope that like to jump off that last part of your question, Femi, about the, the connection and retaining that human connection, um, especially while we are separated physically um, through art is, I guess, bringing us all together in our lows. So the reason I created this vision board was because I was experiencing depression and I had recently started antidepressants and so I was adjusting to those and I was unemployed I had gotten wrongfully fired it was this whole thing and I was just at a really low point in my life and all of the self-help stuff that I googled was like make a vision board and I was like what is this this just I had never been that into it before but then I was like you know what like I'm unemployed. I have all this time, but I'm just going to try it out. And it, and it was exactly what Katya just said, like really therapeutic and um, just a really amazing way to process like where I was at and then where I wanted to go. I decided to start having like single word themes for my years. So that theme was like intention or intentional um, opportunities. And then this one is growth. Um, so using that and, and trying to, you know, and capture everything that I do around that, um, that theme, my annual theme. So while I haven't made another vision board, um, it, it's still like, it really helps me to like, even now I'll look at it and it's very grounding. Um, and I remember that therapeutic work that I went through while creating it. Um, and so yeah, I guess that's one way that I hope that this can connect us all. Yeah, um, I'll jump in and say I'm also submitting a body of work. Uh, it's going to be poetry. And, you know, like, first of all, thank you, Angela, for sharing that, because I agree with you. Like, um, for me, the poems that I submitted are different parts in my life that, like, I felt like writing poetry was the only way to, you know, deal with it. Um, and also like, um, and then also like I wanted to finally, I finally got to a point where I was like, maybe other people will, um, 
you know, relate to whatever I have to share. So like, maybe it's time to share it with other people. So for me, like, that's how I see art is like those, you know, like those two sides is like, you know, it's a way for you to process what's going on, but it could also help other people process whatever they're going through. Um, Cause everybody interprets art differently. Um, I think, and I think that's the best thing about it is that everybody can interpret it differently. So um, that's what I'm really interested to see is like other people's reactions to the art that um, is portrayed at the at the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, just going to pop in for a little bit. As um, a musician, I kind of find myself in an interesting place because I will blend um, my own poetry that I wrote before sort of getting into the musical aspect of things with the musical aspect of things. Um, I'm sort of a kind of person who truly fundamentally believes that if there is a universal language, it's music, art in general, and music more sort of specifically. I'm a little biased. Um, but yeah, you know, getting back to Femi, you brought up that great, that great question of how do you engage with people in the time of Corona through an artistic means? And it's kind of interesting from the music side of things, because so much of music is interacting directly with other people. Like the, the pieces that I'm going to submit later on in the week, we're a three-piece band, we're used to playing, you know, in the same room with each other, I can like reach out and touch the other person kind of thing. Um, and I haven't been able to do that for nine months. And it really makes it difficult to express yourself in the way that you want to musically. The nice part about music, on the other hand, is that, you know, I can sit outside when I'm down in the dumps and play guitar, and that's sort of my therapy, how I work through things. Um, and it's especially nice being someone who plays mostly strings. In high school, I played trombone. You can't stand outside at 9.30 at night and play trombone unless you want, like, the neighbor shouting at you. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of how I've been dealing with all that and how I sort of look at the musical side of the art world. Uh, so what and what is so beautiful with after like sharing that and sharing I, th I think I mentioned like sharing our lows is that then you do find joy and beauty with others through those different experiences and how they interconnect and and also the the interconnected ways that we cope with those experiences and and then we grow these um, deeper relationships which are very meaningful and joyful and so that's really important to me too through the art world. So I'm hearing that there's different types of art artists in this room. And so I I have to ask because um, we have artistic language and mine's happens to be literary writing and now transitioning into something that's more visual. How do you connect your artistic language to your cultural identity? So first off, you know, I'm I'm from Ghana, West Africa, and me just like even talking about the fact that I write was a you know, was a slow transition with my parents, you know, like getting them to understand how important poetry is to me. But um but they were, you know, they're supportive and um I actually have a poem where I incorporated like um some of the Ghanaian um, gospel songs that I would hear growing up. Um, I incorporated that into my poem. So like for me, like whenever um, like I, I sit down, like I first thing I think about is like my identity and like how I'm going to put that on paper and how that's gonna relate to other people. <clears throat> and like my culture specifically, 
Um, same as you said, Ian, like I like to incorporate music into um into my poems. And I like and I think a lot of the songs that I incorporate are um African songs or like have like a African like, you know, um tone to it. Um so you know, like I that's the way that I process things. Like for my mom, I wrote a poem for her. And you know, it's in the form of an African song called Sweet Mother. And so like, you know, that's the way like I see like my mother, like I see her as this strong like African woman. So like when I write that down, like I have to incorporate my culture into um, whenever I'm describing her. So, you know, like that's the way I kind of like to blend my work with um, my cultural identity. I would say, yeah, I'm kind of similar to Yolanda, like growing up in the South, being a Black person in the South, like food is a very big thing. And so mine has kind of changed over the years um, from being, I guess, visual arts, like painting and stuff to being food photography. Um, and so I started when I went to China, um, I really got into Chinese food, like food photography, all of that stuff and traveling. It was all about the food for me. And so coming, like being able to I guess, take pictures of food over there and growing up in this like different food culture that's pretty um, well known, even outside of the States, I guess it ties back to my cultural identity. Like I view food, food photography as something that is very like personal, but it also represents like how I see the world. So whenever I take a picture of food, it's how I'm seeing it, and I would like to show that to other people. Yeah, so in my case, I was raised very Jewish. Um, I'm not very religious as it is currently, but a large part of sort of the Jewish ethnic tradition is music. I mean, when you go to a synagogue, there's a person up on the stage whose sole job is to sing. Like they get the best singers, the best musicians to go up there and sing and play in times of worship. Um, I play mostly folk music, um, which while not being like Jewish music in particular, had a lot of influence from um, the Jewish intellectual movement of the 30s through the 60s. So you get people like Bob Dylan, who was really Robert Zimmerman. You get people like Woody Guthrie, who converted to Judaism later on in life. So while my music and the lyrics that I write for it aren't necessarily like imbued with that aspect of my cultural and ethnic identity. The sort of surrounding world uh, that pushed me into music very much is. Neither of my parents are musicians, but they very much wanted both me and my brother play. Um, so they were elated when they found out that we were interested in music. Um, I don't really try to bring too many themes from that part of my life into my art because it's not necessarily where I see myself as an artist, um, mostly because I'm not very religious anymore, but I do take the like more traditional themes and um, especially like musical modes, you know, there are different sounds within music that are of that culture. So I try to take some of that into it. Um, but yeah, that's sort of my relationship, I guess. I'm still deciding on what I want to submit for this show. Um, 
Um, but a lot of my, my painting work, um, I mean, I've done a lot of different styles and different things, but the thing that I really enjoy doing the most is just um, really large, colorful, abstract paintings. And um, when, I, when I'm doing these paintings, it's more about like process and reflection for me. And so I guess the kind of themes behind my work and my paintings that relate to this, um, to the theme of our show is just that um, under the surface is like the, the people or the, <clears throat> the places or the things that have influenced me and kind of pushed me to deep points of reflection in my life. And then so when I'm painting, um, it becomes like a meditative process for me to like mull over, mull over these different things that have impacted me or moved me. And um, that's typically the things that um, I'm thinking about and putting into my, into my paintings. <clears throat> I'm still, like, I still don't know if I could call myself an artist. Like, I'm still, like, playing with that idea of, like, I am an artist because I think um, growing up, you know, we're taught, like, oh, an artist is someone who does this, this, and this. And, like, I don't do that, that, and that, or whatever. Um, so I'm trying to unlearn that that idea of that binary that, like, you have to do this to be an artist. Um and because I also have never been like artistically good or whatever you want to say, like it always takes me a long time to get um, to get something exactly right. And I'm not a natural art, like a natural drawer or painter or whatever. Um, but as I as I listen to everyone speak and think, you know, deeper into it, I I have chosen throughout my graduate career to try to take a more artistic path in some of my um, my assignments. And so for international education principles and practices, we have to do a final reflection. And for that final reflection, I decided to write a letter to my future self. Um, and then when I was, you know, articulating that, I decided to use plural or the plural or the non-binary pronoun they, them, theirs, because um, my future, like myself is my past, my present and my future self. And so like using that. And so just having those kind of thoughts and explaining that in the reflection paper and then speaking to all of my beings, um, it's like, oh, that that is an artistic way of thinking and, um, you know, and it's fine arts or whatever. Um, so, and then I'm also, this is making me reflect on my childhood as well. And my mom used to draw all the time. I mean, actually only just, re and she really didn't draw much, I think after I was like five years old, but we only just recently got rid of her drawing table because she moved from the Midwest to the um, South, to North Carolina. And I think about like, we always had her um, portfolio growing up and we would like look through it, but like she really didn't, um, she didn't draw after she started having kids. And I think too, really after she um, got into the workforce of like, um, she worked with First Data, which is a credit card um, 
company. And it just makes me think of like, man, why did she stop drawing? And um, why, like, I wonder if she'll ever pick it up again. And what, what impact did that have on me growing up and the influence and all that stuff? Like, what does it mean to be an artist? Like, it, it's interesting when I think about that, because I think that definition can change, like it varies from individual to individual. And that is a progress or a process. Like it's just ever evolving. Um, listening to your guys' stories now, it's like looking at the different backgrounds that have like the backgrounds behind these stories. And it's, it's almost as if we're like looking back on like our body of work, which is like our lives essentially, like um, as this record or like a journal and how, I don't know, just how much change and growth and high and low and like there's it's so complex and there's so much in that so it's it's it makes it that much harder I think to define like what does it mean to be an artist or what does it mean to be what does it mean to be art because it's not I mean it's very dynamic it's it's ever it's continually changing I think for everybody yeah and just jumping off of that I think that um you know Angela you were talking about how for your final thing for your degree you're writing this letter because who you are as a person isn't just who you are in the present. And I think that sort of what Katra was talking about with what it means to be an artist, what it means to be art really plays into that really well, because it's not just any like, you know, snapshot of you in time or a snapshot of a piece of art that you've made. It's the totality of who you are as a person. So um, yeah, I really thought that that was a cool idea that uh, you guys brought up. And I just want to like reinforce the idea that yes, you are an artist, Angela, and everybody, I would like to encourage and hope that everybody can see that idea and say that yes, everyone can be an artist. And it's like, if you're taking your ideas from the heart or thinking or creating whatever it is, like, you're an artist, everyone's an artist. And like jumping on that, I think, uh, I think the best part about being an artist is that process of like watching yourself, you know, grow and evolve over time. Um, because I'm sure like, <laughs> like if I was to go back and look at my poems when I was younger, I'm sure they're like trash, but you know, but there's growth in that. And so with you also, like just having this idea of writing that letter, like imagine where your, um, like your literary, like, skills you know like can go and grow like if you continue to work at that um so yeah like that that's just my favorite part is just like going back and looking at your old work and being like wow like <laughs> it sounds so much better but also look at where I was at this point in time in my life so um That's powerful because I think about how we can lose our artistic language. I know for me, um, I was, you know, called to tell my story through writing, through pain, and I needed to have an outlet to express myself. And that's when I felt powerful and I felt moved to really be somebody um, and to use words to impact others. And I think once I lost that language of pain, I was no longer able to create pieces that inspired me. And so like Angela was like, am I an artist though? You know, I don't, 
I don't write consistently. I'm not publishing and I'm following this binary of what it means to be an artist. And so I felt it was it was insulting to refer to myself as an artist when there's people who dedicate their their life and time to creating pieces. And I'm not doing that. And so I didn't feel like I fit in that definition of what an artist is and then realized that, you know, as I needed to, I needed to express myself again, but this time is through life, some through light, through community and joy. And, and it led me down a different path where I'm writing, doing different pieces. It's no longer poems, but now it's short stories and gets more complicated. And then I'm saying it on a beat. And so I do think that there's moments and times as artists, we lose our language because the relationship we formed when we first started writing, and then we evolve and grow and find new ways and you know, um, expressing ourselves and definitely through community. So I really appreciated that each of you sharing your relationship with art um, and those backgrounds. And while I'm listening to your stories, it made me think about how this theme is exploring cultural identities. And I, I hear and see so much culture with each of you. What do you say to someone who may not even know what their cultural identity is. They can't even define culture. How do you get them to participate in a, a program like this through Miss Arts Club, which is about exploring our cultural identity? How do you have that conversation? I think the biggest thing um, is, and that's why I like the wording of what the art show is, what we're trying to put out there is very important, but exploring cultural identities is pretty general. And I don't think you necessarily have to know what your culture is to explore other cultural identities. Like this could be from, for example, with food photography, going to a friend's house and their mom cooks or make this makes this fantastic meal and now you finally tried this thing you've never tried before and you take a picture of it like that that's what exploring cultural identities is because at the time in the photos that I will show I didn't know that much about my culture um I wasn't like I was still trying to navigate this new form of blackness that I had especially being abroad like how was I seen I wasn't just American I was more than that um, or was that just enough so I think it's very important to if you don't know exactly who your what your culture is still be open open and willing to learn more about others and for me personally, I think looking at cultural identity, like cultural and culture encompasses so much. You have so many different influencers that um, vary from person to person or from groups or um, what have you. But um, for me personally, growing up in a multicultural household, that is something that I've really struggled to define and um, have spent a lot more time reflecting and like trying to understand that, I guess, through adolescence and like um, into my adult life. And um, it's not, I don't know, I, the point where I'm at now in my life is it's, it's something that I don't have to clearly define and say like, this is what I am and that's it, you know? Um, but 
accepting that like I have all these different factors in my life in my in my family or in in the country or the city or the places that I've been to or where I've grown up and all of these things that have shaped me into who I am and how that all contributes to me understanding my identity and just embracing all of those things that just like this collective like smorgasbord of things and um it's just the bits and pieces of that that we're exploring and going like in and out of the different weaves between each other's lives and um all the things that make us who we are and um, I think that was our goal with trying to keep the theme pretty broad because um, it can be interpreted and it can be honed in and focused on in so many different ways. And there's, I think, just so many different ways that we can look at it and different angles and um, different angles for, to explore that and look at different perspectives. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciated everything you said. How did I like, snap, snap, snap? Um, I, so one of my favorite artists, Nina Simone, has said that it's an artist's duty to reflect the time, and here we are. It's the pandemic, um, you know, possibilities are endless. We are constantly reimagining our livelihood and, you know, what our futures are going to look like, and we each are artists on this panel, and so my question for each of you is when she said that we have to reflect the time and that's our duty how are you reflecting the time as an artist for me the the aspect of like art is therapy has come in a lot in the pandemic where i think a lot of us are processing a lot of different like emotional and mental states and um I personally felt like I'd been really out of touch with art for a really long time. I mean, I've grown up always being involved with different things and painting from a young age and um, growing on that, I my under my major in undergrad was art. Um, I went on to get my credential to be an art teacher and I thought that this was like where I was gonna focus my whole life. And then I did a complete spin and decided I'm gonna go into more international education things and come to grad school. And, um, and since I'd done that, I feel like I just kind of, dropped art off onto the side and this this arts club in itself has been um a way to one like bring other people together as a community to um, engage in arts but then also for me like i just feel like i'm slowly coming back to just like reconnecting with with my visual art background and reconnecting with like i'm painting again and that just is so therapeutic especially in times where it's like I feel like I'm just I don't know like, like my head's gonna fall off or something and um so art as therapy especially during this time has just been really really um helpful and yeah yeah just to piggyback off of what Katri was just saying um since the lockdown, I've written more songs in like any period than at basically any point in my life. And it's not because like my writer block, my writer's block is gone. It's not because I all of a sudden became a better lyricist. It's because I have so many things going on in my life that I need to somehow get out. And the only way that I can really do it is through my music at the moment. Um, so, you know, art as therapy, I think is really I don't want to say the only way, but maybe the main way that we as artists can kind of 
work within our medium to reflect the times because there's really not much going on outside of, at least in my world, outside of this bedroom and this computer screen. So if I can do something to get me out of that headspace, to get me thinking about something else, feeling something else than just like the eternal existential dread that is this year and this virus, that's how I'm going to do it. You know, like funny enough for me during the pandemic, like there was a period of time where I wasn't writing um, anything, like I couldn't write anything. Um, and I think it's just, and I think like that was the block I had. Um, and it was around, I would say like May, like around the summertime. Um, and to be honest, I think it's because I was feeling so many things. Like I didn't even know where to start to write it. Um, I was very angry, um, like just hurt all the time, confused, <laughs> like every day felt the same. And so like for me, with my art, I think like, you know, um, for me, like, it has to come to me. So, like, you know, it pops in my head, like, a bunch of words start to swirl in my head. And I'm like, I got to write it down. And so, like, for that period of time for me, I think that, like, it's just, like, there was a huge cloud in my head to where, like, I couldn't see the words that were trying to form. So I couldn't even write anything down. So, like, for me, that was interesting because I don't think, like, I've ever felt that way. Um, and, you know, it was greatly tied to the pandemic and, you know, like the social injustices that were going on and things like that. So um, started clearing up for me. Um, I would say like actually once I started to find a sense of direction being at Miss and like going to school and like it's, it's almost like the clouds started to clear a little bit. So that was um, a discovery about how like my, I guess like my creative juices like how they work that was a discovery for me I was like oh like this is like this is how I work like this is how my poetry comes to me and this is how this is when it doesn't you know so like I had to figure out a way to get out of that fog that I was in so that was interesting yeah I mean um I agree like with all of the things that you guys have said and to kind of add to Katria's point. Yeah. Art is therapy. Um, like I have a history of disordered eating. I had an eating disorder in college. So when the pandemic hit and we couldn't get food, that was very difficult, like super difficult. And I hadn't been in that mental state in a while. So um, one of the things that I've tried to do is like a long time ago, I made a list of everything I would like to bake and take pictures of and everything, all these new things I would like to try. So as soon as I guess I was able to kind of get my head around, all right, Maya, these are the steps you need to do next in order to get back into food photography. I um, made a beautiful lemon meringue pie took photos of it, set it up, did the whole thing. I started to get really back into it because I did want, like to Femi's point, I did want to look back on this year, not just as like, you know, things hit the fan. I went to grad school and I was stressed. I want to look back on this year and have tangible photos and beautiful things that I've created. 
Another word that has been coming up in my head while listening to everyone is expression. And then um, expression of our existence and our individual and collective existence, right? So <laughs> um, especially with the pandemic hitting hard and then the murder of George Floyd and Black Lives Matter really coming into a large second wave um, and seeing all of the artwork and hearing it too, right, of, of what has come out of all of this, um, the different... I mean, that's almost poetry, right? When you go to these protests and you and you say the words and you say the chants with people, um, that's, you know, that's art and that's expression. And it's also therapeutic when you go and you, you chant with everyone. It's so powerful and electrifying. Um, and then all the beautiful murals that have been, that have been made, painted, drawn, um, in cities all over the country um, are also have, have just been really beautiful to see. And then, oh, I lost. Oh, um, also kind of going back to that cultural identity, if you don't always know your cultural identity, um, linking that to this is another pro that I think has come out of this is it has forced a lot of white people who have like played with the like learning our true history in this country um but haven't really dove into it i think um seeing all of this expression of our identities and our existence um have has really like pushed them to actually do that work and to dive into that history history of policing in this country um like better understanding the history of slavery in this country and how policing is directly linked to that and how it's really not a surprise that we have this issue right now because we have never fully faced it as the white population in this country. So that that come up came up in my mind and how important and powerful that it that that has been in the past um, eight months as well. And so it's just really fantastic that we're creating this space to hone in on all of everything. Um, at the Miss community. So I thank Katria and Maya for st what, steamrolling the way. <laughs> so thank you for sharing that. I'm hearing a lot of, to your point, Angela, and to all of your points that, you know, art is expressionism, art is duty to our community, is, you know, it's love, it's joy, it's about the process, it's transformative, it's also healing. And um, I think about just, you know, when we reflect the time, I reflect like in the present of who I am right now. And as artist, I am, you know, working towards being and because it's a process, you never like the expert artist, but you are always working towards being there. So here's a little fun question. As we're talking about the process and what art is, if you can send a letter back in time to your younger self, what would you want them to know about this moment today, about the artist you are today? I would probably, I'd probably go back and like, I would tell my younger self that, like, everything you're feeling, like, you'll feel better. Like, you'll feel that release. You know, like, the words you're putting down, 
you'll definitely feel that release. So, because I think like when I was younger, I had so much like pent up. And then once I started to find like the beauty of poetry, that's when, you know, I started to, you know, started to gradually like dissolve. So I would definitely tell my younger self, like, don't worry, like you're going to get there and you're going to like, you're going to feel so free. <laughs> and, you know, the words are just going to bounce off of your head onto the paper. I would probably sit myself down and say, you're never going to be the conductor for the New York Phil, but that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> just be less critical, more accepting of the work that you put out. For me, it took something like five years of writing my own music before I finally wrote something that I really, really liked. And I think that those five years of my life of being so self-critical and self-deprecating when it comes to my art, that caused a lot of damage that could have easily just been taken care of had I told myself or recognized in myself at the time, like, your stuff is fine. Might not be incredible, might not be terrible. Someone is going to like it. If that someone is you, that's even better. That's just the best thing that you can do. So probably that. For me, I think it would be like, you don't have to be pursuing art as a profession to keep being an artist. Um, what you were saying earlier, Angela, like, oh, like I'm not, I think it would, what you were like, I'm not, I'm not making something or I'm not like, if I'm not continually doing this, I guess, I don't know. I felt that a lot over the last couple of years, especially thinking like when I was younger, really, really not sure like what I wanted to do and then like really pursuing arts in, in the academic way and thinking, I, I guess not really having a clear idea where I was even going with that, but just knowing like, this is what I wanna do. This is important to me and like had the opportunity and said, okay, I'm gonna pursue this. And then just feeling like almost like a traitor, like an imposter, like, after the fact feeling like I'm not even doing anything with art like and people would ask me about it or they'd see my website and my portfolio and different things and just like have no idea and um it felt weird to talk about that in a way like no like that's not that's not me anymore like I don't because I'm so out of practice I don't do any of that like I can't talk about that because I don't know it just felt like wrong because I was so out of touch with it but I think um just looking and saying, you know, this can still be a huge component in my life. Um, and I can still call myself an artist, um, regardless of what my practice looks like. Um, and even if I'm not pursuing that professionally, regardless of how much um, schooling or whatever else I've put into it. Um, so that it, it's something that you can always carry with you and make part of your life if you'd like. I would say to my younger self, say yes a little bit more. Take the photography class because learning photography by yourself is <laughs> it's an endeavor, um, but it's worth it. But also I would say like, don't be afraid to follow the recipe, to try new things, but also accept where you're at. Like, I think there is always, I always put this pressure on myself to always be better or to look at other travel blogs that focus on food or look at other food blogs and really compare myself. And it's like, you're not there yet. This person has been doing this for five years. You started two months ago. Girl, kids together. You know, like, just take a step back. Um, but I would also try to encourage myself more instead of just, 
like harshly criticizing the really nice photo in front of me. I think I would sit down with my college age self, my undergraduate age self, and push myself to look in more and like do more self-reflection through artist art you know quote unquote artistic methods um because what I've learned is that when you do spend that time then you are able to be more of your true self and also express yourself that way to others um and then you also really stop caring about what others think and I think a lot of my under well not think I know I've done a lot of reflecting on my undergraduate years and just how much I was giving into the fear of missing out and the and like what how others viewed me and so I think I would sit down and and tell myself to to slow down and just look in a little bit more it's really awesome to hear your love letter to your younger self and whatever time period that is um, I have two questions. One is for Maya and Katria as the organizers of this event. And then the other question will be for each of the participants. And so starting with Maya and Katria, as, you know, president and vice president of the Miss Arts Club and who's putting on this virtual show, what do you want people to take away from this event? Ultimately, I guess... This was a discussion that I was having with Max about um, from Miss Radio the other day about what what's the what's the tone or like what's the goal of this show and um, I'd explain that it, you know in the Miss community I feel like there's so many different artistic things that people just hide in their back pockets and um, I think my goal in looking at this is trying to just bring all of those out into the light and. Um, encourage more community, especially in a time where we're trying, I think, so hard to find connection in all these different virtual spaces. And so promoting community, promoting the arts, like using the arts to bring together a community, finding and celebrating the arts in our community. Yeah, I would agree with that, Katria. Um, yeah, I really think one of the goals is community. You know, we all are separated right now. We've all had a tough year. Um, some people have had a tougher year other um, compared to others. So I think the goal of this art show is also partially therapeutic. It's nice to see something that looks nice. It's It's nice to see people be vulnerable in a creative way so I think it would like one of the goals of the art show is to bring people together um, and to learn more about different cultural identities within our community. Something else I want to add to is just like to tell anybody who's even just thinking about the show if they were thinking about submitting anything um, or for the all of those you who have as well you are valued, there's value in what you do, and there's value in sharing that with others. And for my lovely participants who will be in the event submitting their work, um, what are you hoping to learn about yourself 
by being a part of the virtual art show. Well, um, one of the songs that we're performing, half of it's in Yiddish, so I'd like to learn Yiddish, I guess, would be <laughs> the simple answer. But um, no, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing, this is sort of a cop-out, but um, everyone else in the community and how they respond to not just my art, but everyone's art. One of my big sort of critiques of uh, Miss is that I've come to find that people tend to really want to talk about just what they're studying and not a lot of other things. And as someone with a strong artistic background, that was really frustrating to me because, you know, I get tired of talking about nuclear weapons. Sometimes I just want to talk about jazz for like six hours. <laughs> um, so, you know, thank you to um, Katri and Maya for doing this club. It, I feel like I can actually express myself a little bit as a Miss student. I think continuing to push myself in vulnerability, um, you know, will always bring about a lesson that often you didn't even know was there. <laughs> um, I guess for me, I'm looking to learn about myself, like how, I can present my art like in a virtual space since I've never done that before. Well, thank you so much, everyone. I It was a joy to learn about each of your backgrounds and bringing a piece of yourself and the art that you bring. Um, I hope you had a lot of fun with the questions as much as I did. I love reflective, deep questions, and it was done intentionally with the hopes of understanding cultural identities as we are putting on an art show just for that community to explore those cultural identities. And Katria, you said it best, not of our own identity, but the identities of others. If listeners want to connect with each of you, to either learn more about Miss Arts Club or just to have a conversation about the, the art that you are producing, whether it's in the past or in the future. Um, how can they find you? <laughs> um, so yes, you can find us Miss Arts Club on my community. You can just search for that in groups. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Miss M-I-I-S underscore art. Um, yeah. Oh, also shout out to um, ICAP, the Institute Committee for Art in Public Places. Um, their um, website slash blog is sites.mist.edu slash arts. So you can also check that out. We're going to be um, posting some things from the show as a follow up on that site. And um, you can look out there for other future events that are put on through ICAP um, at the Institute. And... Yeah, lastly, I just want to say a huge shout out. Thank you to Femi for being our host today. Um, thank you to Max Gomez for um, organizing this and Miss Radio. Um, also, shout out to Queers and Allies at Miss who are also hosting this with the, um, with, with the Miss Arts Club. And thank you all to our panelists, Yolanda and Ian as well, for being here and sharing your stories. And... Yeah, I look forward to seeing any more submissions. I just looked at our submission form and we got a, a, a few more and I know that there are more coming in. So it's exciting to see what the final, the final results will be on the day of the show. And yeah. 
right. Anyone else want to drop their handle? Um, I will. Y'all can follow my poetry Instagram page. It is A D J E L E Y S Truth underscore seventeen. <laughs> and it's Ajele's Truth because Ajele is my um my Ghanaian name. Um so I so that's a little tie off of my culture as well. So it's my poetry page. Very cool. Definitely gonna start following that. Um if you want to follow my band, we're called Corporate Bike Culture. Um, we have an Instagram. It's at Corporate Bike Culture, all one word, all lowercase. You know how Instagram works. You can figure it out. My Instagram is my name. So, well, it's Ange J. Ludke. So, A-N-G-J-L-U-E-D-K-E. So, you can follow me on there. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone. Ciao. <laughs> if you want more details about the show, please visit the Middlebury Institute official Facebook page to get additional information and register for the show. And remember, if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen up in here? <laughs>、Okay, let me go sit in the corner and think about that for half an hour. With an answer, I feel like I'm on RuPaul's Drag Race. All I need is like a photo of my younger self and a good wig. <laughs>